Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days he would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land he gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show on Tuesday, December the 13th, 2022. And you know what? Today we have an awesome show, but first, a word from our And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I have a few announcements that I want to make. First of all, I want to remind all of you that we have a quarterly coming up in January. Yes, and we have asked that you register ASAP so that we will know how much food we need to purchase for the weekend, okay? That quarterly is January 13th, 14th, 15th, that weekend. And uh, I am I'm I'm very excited that we're going to be having quarterlies again this year, and uh, we you know what I have missed all of you. We had a, such a grand time uh, at Sukkot together, and uh, we also have available on your new YouTube channel, which is a year old now. Uh, we have Friday night Shabbat with a service with Prophet Mark Reinbold, and then we have a Wednesday service with myself. We have this station here, Blog Talk Radio, five days a week with the late Prophet Deckard and myself. And then, of course, we have also the other channel that has uh, Prophet Gary Burpee and Prophet Greg Burpee on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. Well, we are going to finish up this series that I have begun called Seize the Kingdom of God. Seizing the kingdom of God. You know what? We have been given power and authority. And we have to discover how to force ourselves into that kingdom, power and authority. We have to learn how to take our rightful place. Yeshua had called his disciples together in Luke 9, 1 and 2. 
And he said he, he called them together and he gave them power and authority as children of God, as disciples of Christ. We are disciples. How is it? Because a disciple is a student. As students of God's word, we are a given power and authority. Okay? We have been given and sent to preach the kingdom of God, to, to share our salvation. We have been sent to heal the sick. Mark talks about the signs that follow those who believe. It doesn't say signs that follow only the fivefold. No, it's those who believe. Yeshua said, the kingdom is taken by force in Matthew eleven twelve. The kingdom is taken by force. But you to understand how to take the kingdom. You have to understand how to allow yourself to work in that power and in that authority. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4, verse 26. Mark 4, 26. And he says, so is the kingdom of God as if the man should cast seed into the ground. So guess what you have to do? You have to cast the seed into the ground. I'm casting seed into your hearts today, telling you that you have power and authority. You have power and authority. And that's what cradle of hope, that's what this ministry has always been about, has been about training you to go from babyhood where you come and you want us to feed you a bottle and change your diapers and pray for you and, 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 and teach you to the point of you growing up, of you growing up, of you growing up. Not that you can't call with prayer requests. We ask you to call. We're here for that. But you must learn to pray. You must learn to study. You must learn about the kingdom of God so that you can go out and bring people in. How do you think I got to where I am? How do you think I got to where I am? It wasn't by constantly depending on somebody else. Do you know that when you depend on others, they can let you down? Somebody asks you to pray and you say you'll pray, you better pray. You better pray. Don't tell somebody. That's lying to tell someone I'll pray and then not pray. You don't want to be accused of lying about prayer. So the kingdom is like seed being cast into the ground. You plant the seed. You begin to do what? You begin to study the word. And what do we teach you? You find the word about whatever it is that you need in your life. You find the word that covers that area. And once you find that, Then you begin to do what? You begin to plant that by praying it, by reading it, 
over and over and over and over until what? It gets planted into your spirit, man. And like a seed, it will grow. It will grow. You see, the first time that I read the word that said that I could pray for the sick and they would be healed, I didn't know that that would work for me. I didn't know that would work for me. And I had to do what? I had to keep reading that. I had to read the scriptures about healing. I had to read the scriptures about how Yeshua went to the cross. I had to read those scriptures over and over and over again. Until what? Until the seed began to sprout inside of me. Until I began to understand that I, I had been given power and authority to pray for others. I had been given power and authority to believe for me. But it didn't happen overnight. It took what? It took that planting of that seed. It took that. And the kingdom of God is as the planting of the seed. Mark chapter 10, verse 15. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. I can remember when Prophet and I were traveling in the United States, and there would be people that would come, and they and they and 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 they're like, we we got to talk to the Prophet, and and you could almost see them; they were puffed up like a a big balloon, you know, their chest all puffed out. And they'd, they'd come up to Prophet and they'd say, Prophet, Prophet, I, I have visions, I have this, I have that. Didn't impress him at all. He's like, well, good, fine. What do you want me to do about it? Well, Prophet. I want you to acknowledge me. I want you to I want you to part of your ministry. I want you to use me. I can remember he'd tell him, Go home and tear all them all them all them papers up about the visions and all of that. He said, What prophet did you set under? You see, we have to come as children to the kingdom of God, willing to be taught, willing to be taught. Yes, you've been predestinated for a purpose to be here on this earth. God will use you, but you have to come as a child. You have to come as a child with the innocency and the and the willingness to learn. You are the only one that can do that. You come puffed up, already knowing everything, 
You see, the secret is to stay teachable. The child is teachable. The child is an open book. God wants us to be teachable. Luke. Luke chapter 11. 17 and 18 and 20. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. A house divided against itself will fall. If Satan be divided against himself, so shall his kingdom not stand. Because you say that I cast out devils by Beelzebub. But if I, by the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come upon you. The kingdom divided against itself. You cannot be believing God one minute and doubting the next. That's being divided against yourself. Believe in God. I believe in God, sister, daughter. I believe in God for this healing. And in the next day, oh, Slewfoot has shot an arrow in, and you feel the pain. Oh, it came back. God, I was believing. Well, that's the problem. You was. You have to consistent. God, I don't care what this pain says. I am healed by the stripes of Yeshua. God, I don't care how I feel. I am healed by the stripes of Yeshua. You cannot be believing one minute and doubting the next and get a hold of the power. And the authority of the kingdom won't work. It won't work. But we try, don't we? We try. So, Sister Donna, I was believing, and 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 then doubt and unbelief came in, and I spoke the wrong thing. Sister Donna, what should I do? Repent. Repent. Ask God for forgiveness for your unbelief. He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. And then turn. Turn from that doubt and unbelief. Go on, Luke 12. This scripture right here. Is very precious to me. Luke twelve thirty two. Very precious to me. Fear not, little flock. I can envision. I can envision a shepherd huddling up to his flock of sheep, especially the little lambs. They've just experienced the terrorizing of 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 a, a, an animal coming to 
to try to attack them. And, and, and the shepherd has, 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 has protected them. And now he's, he's bringing them in to cuddle them and calm them down. He says, fear not, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You see, when you have failed repeatedly, doubt and unbelief has come. You've sinned. You have fallen short over and over and over again because the enemy is attacked. God will bring you in. And God says, don't be seized with alarm. Don't be struck by fear. It is my pleasure to give you the kingdom. Begin to seek to walk in righteousness and holiness. Begin to ask God, search my heart. See if there's any wicked way. Show me my unknown sins. God wants you to to be in his kingdom. He wants to give you his kingdom. But you are going to have to do what? You are going to have to overcome the fear. You're going to have to overcome the sin. You're going to have to quit wavering between belief and unbelief. And you can do it. You can take your rightful place. You can do it. Fear not, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Don't be afraid. Don't be seized by fear. When fear comes, what should you do? You should answer with faith. That's what Yeshua did. That's how he dealt with with the devil. That's how he dealt with fear. He said, Father, it's not my will. Yours. So what I want, God, but what you want. Let's go on to Luke 16, verse 16. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presses into it. Every man presses into it. We have a we have an apple press. We take the fruit of the apples from the tree and we put the apples after we've washed them and ground them up a little bit and we put them into that press. And it's got a big heavy steel plate. And we crank that down, and the juice begins to run out of that apple press. 
and we let it run out till it starts to drip, and then we'll go and we'll crank it down just a little more. And we keep doing that over and over again. It may take 30 minutes, 45 minutes to get all the juice. You are going to have to press into the kingdom. You try it one day and it works. And oh, I'm telling you, I remember the first time that I prayed. I prayed for somebody, somebody in my family. And God healed them miraculously. I'm telling you, I was so excited. I'm telling you, I was like, hey, give me somebody else. Where's somebody else? You you sick? Let me pray for you. Are you sick? I'll pray for you. God heals. And I'm telling you, I prayed for people and they get healed. And, and, and word got out, Sister Donna, you ask her to pray for you. She, you'll get healed. And that worked for a season. Just like that apple press, when you put them apples in it and you press it down and the liquid just flows abundantly. Then all of a sudden, it got down to a trip. There wasn't no more healings happening. I'd pray and nothing happened. I'd say, God, your word says that we're healed. God, it's not working. Something's wrong down here. God demanded that I press in. That I press in. You see, God says, you know what? It's easy for you to believe when it works like a magic wand. It's easy for you to believe when every time it works. But will you believe when it doesn't work? Well, God, that's just a little more, that's just, that's just a little more difficult. And you know what? You've got to press it. You've got to crank that down a little farther. Sometimes it was so hard to crank it that it would take two people. We had it bolted to stand, and we'd have somebody to stand on it, and two people would, would turn that crank, pressing those apples. You have to press into the kingdom of God. Well, why is it so difficult, Sister Donna? Because darkness doesn't want you to do it. You see, once you've pressed into the kingdom of God, darkness has a problem. You know that you know that you know that you know. No matter what the outcome is, God's word is true. And that outcome, it it may not look like it. It may not look like it worked, but it did. Just got to wait for the manifestation. Is she got a huh? Prophet used to say, whether you live or die, you belong to the God. Whether you live or die, you belong to him. You see, healing can mean you're going home. We don't look at it that way. God looks at the big picture. 
God looks at the big picture. Luke 17, verse 20 and 21. When he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come. Yeshua just told us, where is this kingdom going to come? He answered and said, the kingdom of God doesn't come by observation. Neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is inside of you. Kingdom of God is inside of us. See, when we ask Yeshua into our hearts, the kingdom of God came inside of us. Yeshua is on the inside of you. Kingdom of God is inside of you. It's not a place. Oh, go over here. You'll find the kingdom of God. Go over there. No, you find the kingdom of God inside of you. Within you. Within you. Yeshua was asked in John chapter 3 about how to get into the kingdom of God. And he made it very plain. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, John 3, 5, except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You have to be born of water and of the spirit. You are going to need to be spirit-filled. Sister Donna, that's not what our doctrine teaches. Well, that's your doctrine. We're not talking about doctrine. We're talking about the word of God. Yeshua said you've got to be born of water and the spirit to enter into the kingdom. John eighteen thirty six. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Yeshua came to die. He came to be the sacrificial lamb. That's what he came for. And they were like, where's your kingdom of that? Why? Why? They thought he was, they thought he was going to take over the, the earthly kingdom. Well, that's not till later. Yeah, my kingdom's not of this world. Within you, spirit. Spirit. But you have to press into it. Because we're flesh and blood. We like to walk by sight. That's not how it works. Not of this world. Acts 14. Acts 14, 22. Confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith 
that they must go through much tribulation entering into the kingdom of God. Not easy. You're going to have to go through some things. You may go through persecution. You may have family. You may have friends who who disagree with you. You will go through tribulation. See, we want it, we'd like for it to just be easy, wouldn't we? You'll go through tribulation. First Corinthians four, verse twenty. You will go through. But you'll win. You've got to learn to stand in the midst of that tribulation. You've got to learn to stand. No matter what's coming at you, know that God is God. He's in charge. First Corinthians 4.20 For the kingdom of God is not in word. See, it's not all about talk. I'm telling you, I've heard so many people talk about how awesome they are, about how much they, they, how much they know about God and what he does and how he's done this for them and how he's used them and done this and done that. But when push came to shove, When the tribulation came, it melted like hot wax. They had no power. It was all talk. Just trying to impress. God looks on the heart. He doesn't listen to what your mouth is rattling. Your mouth should, you should watch what you're rattling, what you're speaking. Go down to 15. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty. Now this I say, brother, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Well, Sister Donna, if we can't inherit it, then what, what is this sermon about? Remember, Yeshua said you've got to be born of water. That's your, your physical birth and of the spirit. The kingdom of God is supernatural. Press into the supernatural. But it takes you flapping your flesh to do it. Because he goes on, he says, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. You see, things here get corrupt, feel rust. Other things oxidize. 
your flesh can become corrupt through sin. Kingdom of God without righteousness. We have to deal with the sin in our life. Galatians 5, verse 5. With this we know that no warmonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Verse 21. Envy. Envy. Murderers. Drunkenness, reveling, and such like. Of the which I told tell you before, as I have also told you in the past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You are going to have to get the sin out of your life. Sinners do not inherit the kingdom of God. The righteous do. And so part of seizing this is you demanding of your flesh. And I know it's difficult sometimes. Our flesh gets into habits that are not godly. We have to deal with it. To slap it into submission. First Thessalonians two, verse twelve. That you would walk worthy of God, who had called you into his kingdom. And glory. You have to walk worthy. Get the sin out. Walk worthy. It can be done. God doesn't ask us to do anything that can't be done. Never has. Never will. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 Colossians chapter 113 who hath delivered us power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son Darkness has no power over you. Darkness has no power over you. Remember when I was a teenager, I don't remember who who said it. But somebody 
that was popular had said when asked why he did something, he said, the devil made me do it. And so it became popular amongst the teenagers. I was a teenager. It became popular amongst the teenagers that when they did something wrong to say, oh, the devil made me do it, like that made it okay? Well, the devil made me do it. I had no control over the situation. That didn't get very far. Oh, they tried. Oh, the devil made me do it. Well, right here tells you. Darkness has no power over you. You can't blame it on the devil. You stand before the Father and you say, God, the devil made me do it. I couldn't help myself. He's going to say, open the book, boys. Open the book, angels. Colossians 1.13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his son? I delivered you from the power of darkness. My son died on the cross. And after three days, he overcame darkness. He overcame death in the grave. And you have been given that kingdom. Can't blame it on the devil. See, we try to blame our shortcomings on everything. Well, if we can't blame it on the devil, I'll blame it on my neighbor. I blame it on the way I was raised. I blame it on some bad misfortune that happened to me years ago that I've never overcome. God isn't interested in your pity parties. He ain't interested. He gave you power and authority to overcome. He delivered you from the power of darkness. He gave you life and life more abundant. What are you going to do about it? Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness, Peter and John. Now this is right after Peter and John had got filled with the Holy Ghost. You get filled with the Holy Ghost, there's a boldness that comes inside of you. Okay? There's a boldness that happens. And they walked out, and they saw this beggar, and he was begging, and he was like, alms for the poor, alms for the poor. And he said, we don't have no money. But what we do have, we'll give you. They reached down and they grabbed that man, that beggar, grabbed him by his head and they said, rise 
Yeshua. And he was instantly healed. The church got mad. Church got angry. Church got upset. But when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they said, look, it wasn't by our power, but it was by the power of God. It was the power of the name of his son, Yeshua, that did this. They saw that boldness. And they said that they took note that they weren't They were unlearned and ignorant men. When's the last time you got told you were ignorant? They were unlearned and ignorant. They didn't have PhDs. They didn't have a doctorate degree in theology. And they marveled and they took knowledge that they had been with Yeshua. I can remember as a young kid, I'd read that and I'd think, man, Lord, it would have been awesome to have got to walk with you, to have got to sit at your feet and learn of you. What it must have been like for those disciples and those women in that day. And I used to think about that. And I used to think, man, it would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. Years later, after getting the Holy Ghost, after learning to study, came upon Prophet Deckard's ministry. And I'd hear him say from the pulpit, God doesn't have Peter, James, and Paul. He's got me and you. And God saved the best for last. You are here by God's chosen, choosing, excuse me, You were predestined to be here at this time. Begin to rethink that desire. I began to realize that you know what? They only had Yeshua for three years. Now let let me put this in perspective. You only had Prophet Deckard for the X amount of years that you got to sit under his ministry. I sat underneath him for 25 plus years, not just three. 25 plus years I sat under Prophet Deckard. Probably it was 30 years if you added up to when I started listening to him before I came to we came to his church full time. But then he was taken home. I remember somebody called me up and said, what are we going to do? 
Imagine that's how the disciples thought, too. What are we going to do? Let's just go back to whatever we were doing before. So God is still on the throne. The kingdom is within you. You are here for a purpose. And if you will dig in and spend time with Yeshua, studying his word, communicating and praying, you will get a boldness. They'll look at you and say, wow. Wow. They will perceive that you spent some time with the Father, with Yeshua. Acts 4. Acts chapter 4. Verse 29. You're in 4. Go down to verse 29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. What? You see, they took they took the disciples, they took them and so they told they started praying, God help us to be bold in the midst of persecution. That we may speak your word as we should. Grant us boldness, Father. As if they weren't bold enough already. But you see, they were flesh and blood. They were being told, don't you no longer, don't you do anything in that name. We crucified him. To get rid of him. And now you're using his name. And here's this guy running around that's been begging for years. That's how religion is. Religion doesn't care that the beggar doesn't have to beg anymore. All they care is is that you're gonna cause you're gonna cause you're gonna shake. You're gonna shake things up. Yeshua shook things up, and they didn't like it. Like it? And so the disciples are praying and saying, God, grant us boldness, that we'll speak your word as we should. See, they knew it had been planted in them. By those, by those Pharisees, it had been planted in them to be quiet, protect your flesh. Don't say anything. And so they began to pray. They said, God, grant us boldness. We'll speak your word as we should. On down to verse 31. When the place, when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake. The word with boldness. God will shake you up. God will shake you up. See, I remember why I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I knew that 
I knew my, my husband didn't believe in speaking in tongues. I knew my in-laws believed it was the devil to speak in tongues. I knew it was going to shake it up. And so for a while, I only prayed in tongues when, when my husband was gone. And that was easy because he was gone four days a week, day and night. And those four days a week, I'm telling you, I'd study and I'd pray in tongues and I'd worship the Lord and I just had me a grand old time. And then when he walked in the door on Friday evening, I'd shut it all down. But you see, there's something about getting in the presence of the Father. There's something about studying that word and week after week after week after week, spending four days, four nights, every waking moment I was praying in tongues. I was studying the word. I was doing something. I was in the presence of the Father, and my life began to change, and my husband thought. One day he looked at me and he said, you are different. Like, no, I'm not. He's like, yes, you are. Because you're different. Something has changed. And he said, it's been for the better and I like it. And whatever it is, because I want to know what it is. Because he said, I, I want to do it too. And that was my cue. And I said, well, I said, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That's the devil! You're the one who said you saw a change in me. That's what I've done different. You're the one that said you that it was a change for the better. How could it be of the devil if it made me a better person? You know, it's hard to argue with that. He didn't like it at first. He's like, but, but I've been taught it's of the devil, and we don't believe in, in speaking in tongues. I'm like, but it made me a better person. You said so yourself. Eventually, he said, yeah, I want it to. You see, you're going to have to be bold. But you have to understand God's timing. You see that man at the gate, the beautiful? He was there when Yeshua walked. You realize he was there when Yeshua walked into the temple? They said they put him at the gate beautiful every day, and he was there. But you see, God waited until Peter and John walked by. God's timing. You don't reckon that that man sat there going, maybe Yeshua will walk over here and pray for me and I'll be healed? I bet he did. I bet he did, and Yeshua walked in the temple and, and, and didn't pray for him. And he probably thought, well, I guess I'm going to have to beg the rest of my life. 
timing. Prophet used to say, timing is important. You can get ahead of God, you can get behind. You've got to be right there with God's timing. Seize the kingdom. It's within you. It'll give you the boldness that you need, and it will help you to stay in God's timing. Let's pray. Pray for those who have listened today. I pray for them that they have been shaken to the core, that they will begin to get the sin out of their lives, that they will begin to seek your kingdom. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Now, if you need prayer, I want you to put your hand wherever it is. There's somebody you have restless leg syndrome, and it's, 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 it causes you not to be able to sleep. Put your hands on those legs because God is going to heal you today. Has anyone got anything else? You put your hand there. In the name of Yeshua, I speak healing. I speak healing. Satan, take your lying sentence and you leave that body. She got a I curse the root cause. Father, I send forth your angels to cause that healing. The flow from the top of their body to the tip of their toes. In the mighty name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. I do something you couldn't do before. Thank you, Father. Praise him and thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your healing. In Yeshua's precious name, amen and amen. I want to thank each of you for tuning in. I want to remind you of our website. We have material available there such as this sermon on seizing the kingdom of God. You need to study. You need to understand how to push away and seize the kingdom. Shalom. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, with God, all things are possible.